Friends, our scripture lesson this morning is from the book of Leviticus. Now, it seems kind of strange to do a, a Lenten series uh, from the book of Leviticus. But what we've been discovering over the last several weeks is that Leviticus 23 speaks of these seven feasts of God. And these seven feasts have served as signposts uh, pointing us uh, to Jesus. You know, we discovered that Jesus fulfilled the Passover on the cross. He fulfilled the Feast of Unleavened Bread in the tomb. He fulfilled the Feast of Firstfruits when he rose from the dead. And he fulfilled the Feast of Pentecost when he sent the Holy Spirit. Well, today, uh, we want to move to the next feast. Uh, we learn that uh, Passover speaks of our salvation. The unleavened bread speaks of our sanctification, getting rid of the leaven or sin in our lives. The first fruits speak of our glorification, that because he rose, we will rise. And the feast of weeks or Pentecost refers to our empowerment with the Holy Spirit. Today we look at the feast of trumpets. And here's what the text says. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, these are my appointed feasts, the appointed feast of the Lord, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. And the Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, on the seventh month, you are to have a day of rest, a sacred assembly commemorated with trumpet blasts. Do no regular work, but present an offering made to the Lord by fire. And then in the New Testament reading from Matthew chapter 24, it says, At that time the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. God's Word for us today. Friends, we are working on a couple memory verses from Hebrews during the season of Lent, and today we're going to read Hebrews 9.15. And so I'd invite you to stand and to say this with me, and then we'll pray our church prayer. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. Hebrews 9, 15. And let's pray. Father, unleash the power. And in our community. and passion. Let your kingdom come and your will be done. And may the name of Jesus be held in high honor in all that we say and do. Amen. And let us pray. Now, Father, we would ask that your name would be glorified as we look again at this ancient text and try to discover, Lord, why you set these feasts and what it means for us today. 
And so, Holy Spirit, uh, if that's going to happen, you need to come and minister to your people. And so we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and speak. We ask that you would remove every power of darkness that would try to cloud our minds and, and, and keep us from understanding the truth. We pray that only Jesus Christ will be lifted up and honored in this place today. And so we thank you for that uh, and invite you now in Jesus' name, amen. Well, you may be seated. Well, friends, did you know that today is National Crayon Day? And yesterday uh, was National Pencil Day. Uh, in fact, if you look it up, you'll find that there are about 1,500 such national days uh, in the United States. And some of them, like uh, National Ice Cream Day in July... Uh, or National Catfish Day, were actually issued by presidential proclamations. Now, I'm thankful that when we look at the holidays of Israel, uh, there weren't 1,500 of them. Uh, there were only uh, these seven feasts. Uh, but these seven feasts weren't just times to take a day off of work. God was very intentionally pointing people to Jesus. You know, in the book, The Christ and the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, David Brinkert said, God established the feast of Israel so that by remembering his deeds from the past, his people might recognize his rightful place in their lives today and look forward to the promise, his promises for the future. That's why we look at these seven feasts and how they apply to our lives. And looking to the future, none is greater than the Feast of Trumpets. What you're hearing is the Hebrew or the Jewish shofar with a horn that was made out of a ram's horn. You know, there were other trumpets that were used in the temple that were made out of silver. Uh, but this was the primary means uh, that they would blow the trumpets. And on this day of trumpets, uh, the trumpets would sound uh, in, in a loud way all throughout uh, Israel. You know, this feast of trumpets took place uh, in the fall. Uh, it was a fall holiday, and it took place 10 days before the most sacred day uh, in Jewish life, that being Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. Uh, in fact, those 10 days uh, were called the Days of Awe. And it was 10 days of introspection from the blowing of the trumpet to the Day of Atonement. You were to look inside of yourself and repent of anything that might stand in the way between you and God. Now, of all the feasts that we've looked at, uh, in Leviticus 23, very little is said about the Feast of Trumpets. In fact, it just simply says, make it a day of rest, offer a burnt offering, and blow the trumpets. Now, when the trumpets were blown, though, for an Israelite, they would think primarily of three things. Three reasons why the trumpet would be blown. At first, it would be to gather people together. You know, God told Moses, make the trumpets and sound them. Use them for calling the community together. So sometimes when the trumpets sounded, people would gather. 
Sometimes when the trumpet sounded, it was a call to prepare for battle. You know, it says there in Numbers, when you go into battle, sound a blast on the trumpets. You know, Paul, uh, years later, uh, said, and if the trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle? And so when an Israelite heard the trumpet, they would think, are we gathering together? Is this a call to war? Or sometimes it would, it would be to crown a new king. Again, you read in the Bible, it says that uh, the priest took the horn and, and anointed Solomon. Then they sounded the trumpet and the people shouted, long live King Solomon. And the same thing happens with other kings like Jehu. It says they blew the trumpet and shouted, long live, uh, or Jehu is king. Now, if you look at those three things, all of them are in preparation for something. You gather the community together uh, to tell them what's coming next. You know, prepare for battle because the battle's ahead of you. You crown a new king because a new king is, is beginning his reign. And whereas all of the other feasts that we've looked at looked backwards, they were a time of remembering what God had done in Egypt. But this feast is a feast of looking forward. Looking forward to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and even beyond to the great Feast of Tabernacles, which was the greatest, most celebrated uh, holiday uh, in Israel. Now, in the same way that Jesus has already fulfilled those first four holidays, we can have confidence that he will fulfill the Feast of Trumpets. In fact, today, I want to share a lot of scripture with you because I want you to see clearly how the Bible portrays that the Feast of Trumpets will be fulfilled. In fact, all the scriptures are in the sermon outline that's out at the welcome table and will also be posted online uh, if you want to come and uh, uh, check out all the scriptures later. But there is coming a day when the Bible says the trumpets will sound. And when the trumpet sounds, Jesus will return. And what will happen when the trumpet sounds? Well, a crowd will gather. It will be to gather an assembly. Look what the scripture says. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory, and he'll send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and he will gather his elect. You know, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians, the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of Christ. And when that happens, what takes place. It says that he gathers the living and dead to himself. It's a time to gather the assembly, just like in the Old Testament. That's what Paul meant when he said in 1 Corinthians, I tell you a mystery, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and will be changed. What he's describing is the fulfillment of the Feast of Trumpets. That the trumpets announce a gathering of God's people. 
And he'll be gathering from all nations on the earth. It says, and in that day, a great trumpet will sound. And those who were perishing in Assyria and those exiled in Egypt will come and worship the Lord on his holy mountain. And so, just as in the Old Testament, when that feast is fulfilled, God's going to gather his people. But it's also going to be to prepare for battle. When the Bible speaks of that day of the trumpet, it calls it the day of the Lord. And it says things like, the great day of the Lord is near, near and coming quickly, a day of trumpet and battle cry. The sound of trumpet will call people to war, to battle. Zechariah says the same thing. The Lord will appear over them. His arrow will flash like lightning. The sovereign Lord will sound the trumpet and he will march in the storms of the south. He's simply saying someday that feast of trumpets is going to be fulfilled. There's going to be a trumpet sound and it will be time for the final battle on earth. You know, Joel speaks of that when he says, blow the trumpet. He says, blow the trumpet because the day of the Lord is coming. It's close at hand, a day of darkness and gloom. And, and, and it talked about a large and mighty army that would come. Well, what is that large and mighty army that will come with the fulfillment of the Feast of Trumpets? Well, Joel tells us a few verses later. He says, the Lord thunders at the head of his army. And his forces are beyond number, and mighty are those who obey his command. The day of the Lord is great. The Feast of Trumpets will be fulfilled. In fact, Revelation speaks that same picture when he says, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice, he judges and makes war. And the armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen. And it says on his robe, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Friends, the Bible paints this picture that a day is coming when the trumpet shall sound. And when the trumpet sounds, it will be a day of battle because Jesus will come and rightfully win the victory that he won on the cross. Amen. That day is coming, friends. And not only will it be uh, to prepare for battle, but we learn that, that the sound of the trumpet was also to crown a new king. And so what you see in the New Testament, it says the seventh angel sounded his trumpet. That was the last trumpet. And there were loud voices in heaven which said the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders cry out together uh, that he has begun to reign. When the trumpet sounds, Jesus will take his rightful place on the throne and his kingdom will never end. That will all be part of the fulfillment of the Feast of Trumpets. In fact, Daniel had that vision even years earlier. Daniel said he had a vision at night and he saw one like the Son of Man coming in the clouds. And when he came, he was given the kingdom and his kingdom would never end. 
Friends, I, I want you to, I hope you can begin to see that the scriptures are so clear about the sounding of the trumpet and the feast of trumpet will be fulfilled. And it will announce the second coming of Jesus. And again, that's clear throughout scripture. When you read in the book of Revelation about what is to come, the book begins and ends with the second coming. In the first chapter, verse 7, says, look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. The book ends with the thought, I am coming soon. Friends, the church has always believed that. Every time we recite the Apostles' Creed, we say, from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. You know, we sing about it. We sang about it today. Did you catch it while we were singing? Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun at the trumpet call. We've always affirmed the fulfillment of the Feast of Trumpets. So you may be familiar with this, this song. In fact, you know, well, let's just sing that. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair when the saved on earth shall gather over on the other shore and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. Or how about this? And Lord, haste the day when my face shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Or how about this? When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and lead me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, My God, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, 
my Savior God to Thee. Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Friends, it's easy to sing about it. But friends, are you prepared for it? Are you ready for the Feast of Trumpets to be fulfilled? You know, Jesus said, be on guard, be alert. Because you don't know when that time will come. You know, the late Billy Graham had good wisdom for us when he said, the Bible teaches that Jesus is coming again, and I don't see any other hope because we're headed toward a catastrophe in our world. And the most important question, however, is this. Are you ready for Christ's return? Friends, we have to understand that when the trumpet sounds, those who are not prepared, it will not be a time of gathering, it will be a time of separation. For those who are not ready for the trumpet call, for those who have not made preparation, it will be a day of wrath and a day of judgment. Again, the scriptures are clear. It says the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all the ungodly of all the ungodly acts they have done in the ungodly way and of all the harsh words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. He's simply saying, when the trumpet comes, when the feast of trumpets is fulfilled, it will be a day of separating the sheep from the goats. It will be a time of separation and not just gathering. Are we prepared? You know, could it be that the whole purpose of the Feast of Trumpets was simply to give the Israelites an annual reminder that Jesus or that God was going to come, that someday everything would be restored? You know, in his book, Messiah, the Feast of Israel, Sam Nadler says, and since no one knows the exact time of the future shofar blast, the Feast of Trumpets is meant to provoke us to readiness and serve us. Redeeming the time, let us reevaluate our lives, priorities, and schedules as we care for those around us. The good news of Messiah is for Jews and Gentiles alike as we wait expectantly for the Feast of Trumpets and our Messiah's glorious return. And for those who are waiting expectantly, for those who look forward to the fulfillment of the Feast of Trumpets, it's not a day of dread and fear, but a day of hope, and he says a day of reward. For the scripture says that when the Son of Man comes with his angels, he'll reward each person according to what he has done. Paul said, on that day when he appears, he will award to me the crown of righteousness and to all who have longed for his appearing.
Are we prepared? And just as the Israelites would take those 10 days between the Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement to evaluate their lives and to examine themselves and to repent of anything that would stand in the way, so we must use this time of waiting for the Feast of Trumpets to, to purify ourselves, to get rid of anything that would stand in the way of, of being ready for the Feast of Trumpets. You know, that's why the Bible says, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, and it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age while we wait for the uh, blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Paul is simply saying because the Feast of Trumpets is going to be fulfilled, since that trumpet is going to blast and Jesus is going to come, are you ready? Are you living a life that is filled with worldly passions or are you living a life of godly passions? Can you be confident and unashamed on that day when the trumpet sounds? The Bible says, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If the trumpet sounds this week, will you find yourself in a place that you would be ashamed for Jesus to see you? When, if the trumpet comes this week, will you be ashamed at what you've spent your life doing? And the feast of trumpets is to call us to get ready because the day is surely coming when Jesus will come and he will come and judge the world and he will come and sit on his throne and and we can either look forward to that day with great anticipation or, friends, we can look forward with dread because we are not prepared. Amen. Know this, that God will not be mocked and a man and woman will reap what they sow. And when that trumpet sounds, you need to be ready. Finally, Jesus' disciples tried to ask Jesus, when will that happen? When will the feast of trumpets be fulfilled? When will you come and, and set up your kingdom? And Jesus took the focus off of knowing when. And he said, instead, you make sure you're doing what I've called you to do. That's what he means when he says, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He was saying, don't worry about when the trumpet will sound. You make sure that you're actively presenting the truth of the gospel to those around you so that when the trumpet comes, they will be ready as well. Friends, that's why as a church, we need to constantly be thinking, how can we get outside of these walls and reach into our community? You know, one of the great ways to do that is going to come up on Easter morning when we do Easter service over at the pavilion. Some of you remember that a couple years ago when uh, there were about over 700 people packed into the pavilion. 
Many that would not step inside of a church. And so we're going to gather on Easter morning. We're going to gather over at the pavilion. And we want you to be a part of it. Here's some things that you could do. Our our, uh, Engage team has uh, bought some Easter eggs, Easter Easter eggs, uh, that have scriptures and other little uh, toys in them. Uh, And so we're going to put them in these bags and give them to all the kids that come to Easter service. But we thought, for a kid, what fun is it if you just get little toys and you don't get any candy? And so one of the ways uh, that you can help is uh, uh, to just bring in some candy. And our engaged team will put it into little bags and and put them into our Easter egg bags and that we'll give to to all the kids. Uh, So if you do that here in the next couple of weeks, that would be great. Uh, Maybe you'd want to put up a poster. You know, we have three different size posters that are out on the welcome table. Uh, People will come if they're invited and if they know about it. And so if you frequent some place where there's a bulletin board, uh, take one of the posters Uh, And just hang it up so that people can come to know that Jesus has come to set them free. And then we have little invitation cards that are out on the uh, table as well. Uh, Just little cards that you can give to people to invite them to come to celebrate Easter. Friends, in light of the coming of the Feast of Trumpets, we cannot afford to not be intentional about inviting people to come and experience Jesus. One last verse from Matthew 8. Jesus said, If anyone is ashamed of me and my words and this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with his holy angels. He's saying, On the day of trumpets, if you've been too ashamed of me, he says, I'll be ashamed of you. I can't think of anything worse than for Jesus to come and have Jesus ashamed of me. And so here's the takeaway for today. Just two simple questions. Am I ready for the trumpet call? And secondly, am I sharing the good news with others? Friends, our praise team is going to come and lead us in some more worship. While they do, our prayer team is going to uh, uh, be at our prayer stations and be available to pray with you. Friends, if you aren't ready for the day of trumpets, if you've not surrendered your life to Jesus, there's no better time than today. And you go to any of these prayer team members and they would be happy to pray with you uh, on how to come to Christ. We have other prayer stations that you're welcome uh, to go to. If you have a prayer card, if you just hold that up, our ushers will pick that up and, and uh, put it on the prayer tables, and, and you're welcome to go and pray for one another's needs. Uh, but as we uh, come to this prayer time, will you just join me in prayer? Father, as we close our service with some prayer, will you remind us that the Feast of Trumpets will be fulfilled? That it's so clear that the trumpet will sound And those three things will take place. God, I want everyone to be ready. I don't want anybody to be left behind. I don't want anybody to be separated. God, when you come to gather the elect, it says, to gather your people, I want everyone to be a part of that. And I know that's your desire as well. And so even here this morning, Holy Spirit, will you come and minister in a powerful way 
Come and teach us from your word. And Lord, we just ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.